0: I guess there are are lots of attractive things when we look at Christianity right at the bottom of it there's the idea of forgiveness that sense of a clean slate, a fresh start or there's the idea of church of instant community as an institution the church often gets the bad press often rightly so but actually in real life being part of a living Christian family is a wonderful thing people find that very enriching in their lives or well, the idea of prayer, like Andy was explaining, the idea that there's someone there who, someone who, who, who's interested, who's listening, and who has the power to help. So all these wonderful things, maybe as you look at Christianity, if you're somebody here who's still, as it were, looking in from the outside, lots of attractive things. But there's a problem. Won't Christianity rob me of my freedom? Isn't it a straight jacket? If I became a Christian, wouldn't I end up being told how to live? And what to think as well? Wouldn't Christianity take away my freedom? Um, think of a student, a young person maybe, weighing up whether to become a Christian. Lots of attractive things, but, well, I guess, you know, maybe his social life would have to change. No more getting absolutely smashed with the guys Because well, Jesus asks his people to stay in control of themselves Or on Sunday a lie-in would be out the window Because Jesus says that it's important to be part of a group of Christians A church to meet and to learn together on a Sunday And even really personal stuff like sex Or even really big stuff like your future Jesus has views about all of these things and it just starts to sound a bit restrictive. It would be the same for someone older who was considering becoming a Christian. Everything would have to be reconsidered in the light of Jesus and his claims. What I do with my money, how I behave at work, what priorities I have for my family. It's easy to feel this, isn't it? That Christianity is a threat It would take away my freedom It tells people how to live and what to think You're not at liberty to disagree Because the Bible says Even over complicated matters Free thinkers Are labelled as heretics And the views and morals of the church Are handed down from on high And then enforced by a kind of peer pressure Now of course Some people want that sort of rigidity in life Some people want to be handed a framework But that's a bit childish, really. It's a bit of a shame when we see people like that. And so it starts to look very unattractive. Christianity would take away my freedom. And if you're someone here who's not yet a Christian, maybe thinking things through, this may well be a reason that you're put off. Or if you are a Christian here, this may well be something that bothers you as well. Christianity its restrictive. It'll take away my freedom. Now, At one level, I want to say that's absolutely right Christianity does take away your freedom I'm not going to try to say that's not true But what I want to do this evening Is to question this picture of a restrictive religious regime Handed down that tells us how to think and how to live That is not an accurate picture It's not a helpful picture of what real Christianity is like Because that is not what Jesus Christ is like and there are two particular pictures, two, two things that Jesus said about himself that I think will help us this evening to make sense of this question and to see things in a more accurate and a more, a more positive and a more helpful light. So here's the first picture. Jesus talks about a bride and a bridegroom. Simple. That's the first picture, a bride and a bridegroom. It Seems a bit odd, maybe, but when he was alive, Jesus called himself the bridegroom. It seems a bit odd, but the eyewitness records of history that we have for people who saw what he did and heard what he said, they wrote down that on a number of occasions, Jesus spoke about himself as the bridegroom. And in doing that, he was picking up a very important idea from Jewish thought. He was Jewish, speaking in a Jewish context, and so he pulled this idea out of Judaism, which is that being one of God's people it's not just being part of a club It's not a matter simply of living a certain way Or even believing certain, certain things In Judaism, being one of God's people is as personal as marriage yeah? In Jewish thought, the Lord is the bridegroom And his people are the bride He doesn't really just want people to affiliate with him Or to obey him so much as he wants them to know him and love him. It's a relationship. And in in the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament, there are lots of passages, even whole books, which are all about this relationship, like a bride and a bridegroom, that God has with his people. And so Jesus comes along, claiming to be God, and doing things that only God could do, and in explaining it all, he says, I'm the bridegroom. So claim to be God. He's identifying himself, as he frequently did, with the God of the Old Testament. That's why he was killed. But more specifically, he, he's picking up this idea from the Old Testament to show us what he wants, what he offers to us, a relationship. Jesus is saying that to follow him, to become a Christian, is to enter into a relationship. It's a bit like getting married. It means signing up not with a religious regime but with a person with him. It's a relationship where he speaks to you in the Bible and you speak back to him in prayer and Jesus is your friend, your closest friend. That might sound a bit odd but maybe you've never thought of Christianity that way. I would say, many here would say Jesus is my closest friend. You can ask about that later on if you like. But that, at the base level, Christianity is a relationship with Jesus like that. Now, here's the thing. Relationships limit freedom. That's true, isn't it? Relationships limit freedom. It's like, That's why when a friend starts to go out with someone, we kind of sigh, because we know that our friendship's going to change, because their priorities are going to change. My favourite phrase, my... um brother-in-law had a friend and he used to call him Slipper Boy because he spent all his time indoors with his girlfriend and he wasn't coming out anymore he was no fun, he didn't need his outdoor shoes, he is Slipper Boy because we've, we've all seen that relationships limit freedom and that is especially so with marriage some of you here, you've been with your partner for a very long time I've been married for about 18 months we know this, it doesn't take long to find out that marriage is a big limit on your freedom, so I have to share my house with Kat, she's always there, and I have to share my money Um, I have to tell her what I'm doing, so we can you know, plan, my my favourite green fleece that I got from my brother as a Christmas present in 1999 lasted about three months of marriage before going in the bin, and more seriously, the big decisions in life they're no longer solely in my hands, we have to talk them through. Marriage is a massive limit on my freedom. And yet being married is brilliant. And lots of people, I think most people, will end up in some kind of a serious relationship like that at one time or another. And so the question we have to ask is, why do we keep doing that? Why do we keep entering that sort of relationship if it's such a threat to our freedom? And the answer is because it's it's good a good thing sharing your life with someone who loves you and who you love you get to um, share life with another person, it does limit your freedom but those limits are not shackles you do change, you do compromise that's not a bad thing you don't see it as a bad thing because you want to please the other person because you love them it's simply part of what it means to be in a relationship with a person it always limits our freedom so think again about those relationships from earlier on the people, sorry, those examples from earlier on, the people thinking about maybe becoming a Christian Jesus will change a person's life but not in a bad way he is wise and loving and so his way is the best way for us it's not that becoming a Christian we get landed with a rule book rather we get Jesus who says to us I love you and I want what's best for you. I want you to flourish. And so, have a good time when you're out with your friends, but stay in control. Don't be an idiot. I want what's best for you. And say, sex is not something to be taken lightly. It's so much more than a bodily appetite. Let me teach you how to make the most of that. And your, your future, Jesus says to us, you are capable of so much more than working to consume, to retire, Let me open your eyes to your real potential and what is really valuable in life. Now doesn't that sound really different? We don't get a rule book. We get a person. And crucially, the person that we get is trustworthy and good. That's a key question, isn't it? When you're thinking of starting a relationship with somebody, can I trust this person? Are they being straight with me or are they only in it for their own interests? Because there are relationships like that That are exploitative or controlling When one person exercises power over another For their own gratification But that is not what Jesus Christ is like The heart of the Christian story is that Jesus came from heaven He he left heaven to come down and live for us He laid down his life to pay the price So that we could be forgiven He is not in this for himself but for our good. There's a verse in the Bible when husbands are being instructed on how to love their wives. It says this, Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus is the loving bridegroom. He is in this for our good, not his own. Even at the expense of his own interests, he loves us. He can be trusted. And so being in a relationship, it will change us. But not in a bad way. Rather, like a good husband or a good wife, he helps us to flourish. It's what I hope to do for Kath. It's what I think that she will do for me. It's what Jesus does. He's the good bridegroom. He will help us to flourish. It will involve change. A relationship always does. But it's not a bad thing. I hope that makes sense. That's the first picture a bride and a bridegroom. And the second, like we were singing, perhaps a bit more famous in the Bible, is sheep and shepherd. Sheep and shepherd. Think about this. Does the shepherd limit the freedom of the sheep? Well, yes, of course. Tells the sheep where to go. He's in control, if you like. But these limitations are not unhelpful or unwelcome for the sheep. Because the shepherd needs to look after them. Rather than letting them wander around, the shepherd shows them where to go and leads them to water and pasture. And remember, when Jesus was speaking, he's in the Middle East and not in Scotland, and it's a bit harder to find water and pasture. The sheep need the shepherd, they need his protection, they need his care. And so Jesus casts himself as shepherd, which does mean that he's casting us as sheep. That's kind of patronising, I guess. Maybe it sounds a bit silly, calling you a big sheep. Um, but actually, in doing that, he's asking each one of us a very personal question, which is this: In all of your self-perceptions, can you see yourself as somebody who is weak and wandering and needing help? That is where Christianity begins. When we start to see ourselves, not as Superman, but as Sheep Man, we start to see that we have problems that we can't deal with. Problems like our selfishness, our mortality, and the way things have broken down between us and God, that we stand guilty before him. We see that we have these problems that on our own we can't deal with. We see that we are like a sheep. And so we see that we need a shepherd. Now, for me personally, this took a long time to fit into place. I was at university, and you know, I, I thought of myself as Superman. I guess that's naturally how we all view ourselves, although we don't often talk about it. We think limitless potential, limitless goodness. But then I grew up a bit, and I began to see actually that, that's not really how it is. I'm much more like a sheep than I had thought. But at the same time, I was looking at the life of Jesus, reading the Gospels, looking at the evidence and what he said. And as I began to see myself as sheep, I began to see that he was a good shepherd. He was a good shepherd. Now, of course, as a Christian, it's not always easy to maintain this view of things. There are lots of times when I don't understand, maybe, why Jesus asks me to live a certain way. There are times when I really want to go my own way rather than his way. But I need to keep on remembering who I am, sheep, and who he is, shepherd. And I remember that shepherds are smarter than sheep. They see more clearly. They see further. Shepherds are worth listening to. Again, it's very important to acknowledge that there are shepherd shepherd figures in life who mistreat their sheep, who use their sheep I guess if someone was presenting themselves that way to you in your life, I will be your shepherd, that kind of sounds like a power play. We would be wary of that. Because, you know, a lot of leadership is for its own interest rather than for the interest of those being led. That's true in churches. The Bible talks about that a lot. But the thing is that Jesus is not that kind of bad shepherd. He's not a bad shepherd in that abusive or controlling way. He said, it's one of the things he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. That's what he said. And he backed that up in his life as Jesus laid down his life for the sake of his people. He didn't come lording it over people. Rather, he came as a servant leader, helping, gentle, self-sacrificing, laying down his life. He's not in this for his own interests, but for us. He's the good shepherd. He can be trusted. So, those are the two pictures. Will Christianity limit our freedom? If you're thinking about becoming a Christian, will it limit your freedom? Well, yes, it will. It'll limit your freedom like a bride and a bridegroom, like a sheep and a shepherd. I hope those pictures make sense.